Welcome to the John DePietro Show on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM. News Talk WNRI. Thank you. At 12.06 on this Monday, November 27th, folks, this is the Noon Report. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Good afternoon, everybody. Tuning in, part of our uh, live stream simulcast that we do, 12 to 1 on the Facebook page, which is John DePietro Show. Remember, those that are watching, remember, you can notify someone by typing in the name. You can, wait a minute, share that you're watching. Um, you know, we, we were on Wednesday night, Cranston PD Live, and then Friday, we were on Black Friday for the noon report. And then, you know, Thursday uh, was Thanksgiving. And there was a fire, and very bad fire, in Pawtucket, and we weren't there. And then Saturday night, I mean, it happens. You can't be everywhere. The police can't be everywhere. We can't be everywhere. And um, and we missed the North Kingstown thing. Last night, I, I mean, I, I could have gone to the post office. I just had a feeling. I don't know what to make of that story, but... It turned out it was not a big deal. But, folks, we are ready and ready, roaring, I should say, and ready to go. This portion of the program, program, and on a nice day like today, it's nice and sunny, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, this Christmas season, I stopped in there over the course of the weekend, folks. It is, without question, it is a winter wonderland. What a beautiful job they've done. They had a, they've had just a, a tremendous season. You get to shop local. It is uh, unusually, it's, it's so nice out. Uh, of how warm. I mean, depending on where you are, 52 degrees and sunny on this uh, final Monday of November. But PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, everything you need for decorating your tree, Fraser fir trees, they have the potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, maybe 10 inch, could be 60 inch. Also, Christmas swag and mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, Cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, very, very popular. Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available. Wait a minute, for gift giving, I would love that. They also have florist quality poinsettias and sleds, custom made as a matter of fact. Firewood is available. Pickup or delivery, they're open seven days a week. I share their Facebook page because they do a great job. So folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop in and see them, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Shop local. And again, they have had a tremendous year. And I stopped in. Quality merchandise. Family-run business. I think the world of them. It is PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, also check out petro.com. We have the latest now on, um, obviously, Cranston PD Live. We were out with them. Uh, the website will be we have some stories coming. We have all the latest about the protesters and Gabe, uh, Congressman Gabe Amo, um, and a lot of other stories right there on the website, which is depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, lunch, dinner, drinks, and the lounge. They're waiting for you <coughs> at the Coesed Inn. Now, I want to get to this developed overnight. Um, you know, when I hear about, oh, wow, there was a shooting, my first thought is, oh, we should have been there. But, you know, you, you can't, like the police, you can't be everywhere. Plus, on top of that, it ended up being an overnight shooting. We're working to get more details, as you can imagine. But especially right now, if you're in the Johnson area, um, 
Or if there's someone that lives in Johnson, you could type in their name that should notify them or share them to Facebook. But this came from Johnston Police. So this morning, just about 1.50. So it's, it's late Sunday night. It's the long weekend, 10 minutes or two. And Johnston Police were involved in an officer-involved shooting area of Manyard Street and Unit Street in the city of Providence. Now, prior to the incident, North Providence police had put out a be on the lookout for a silver GMC Savannah connected to a shooting that occurred in the city of Providence. So just following that, you have, they believe there's a a shooting in the city of Providence. North Providence police put out a be on the lookout, a bolo for this silver GMC. This is Basically, right around 2 o'clock in the morning. <coughs> Excuse me. Within minutes of that. Whoa, a heads up Johnson police officer. Observed, there's the vehicle. On Newman Avenue in Johnson. And initiated a motor vehicle pursuit. So, they put out the be on the lookout. And a heads up Johnson police officer. Now, keep in mind, Johnson You know, it borders Cranston, it borders Providence. So suddenly, there's the the vehicle. There's the vehicle that they just put out. So the Johnston police officer goes after this silver GMC Savannah. Boom. The vehicle pursuit continued into the city of Providence on Manton Avenue, now on Chalkstone Avenue. The vehicle pursuit ultimately ended in the area of Maynard Street and Unit Street. Suspect vehicle stopped to both occupants jump out on foot. So just staying with, I want you to understand where this is when you have... Um, yeah, Unit Street in Providence, which is right there, then at Minyard. It's it's um it's it's south of Chalkstone, but not yet at Atwell's. Right in that vicinity. So now here's where it gets interesting. And this is something you don't hear every day. The officer, Johnston officer now, gets out. Foot pursuit of the suspect. One of the suspects starts firing at the Johnston police officer. Now, again, this is after 2 o'clock in the morning. You have a Johnston police officer. He's chasing these suspects into Providence. Now they're in the south of Chalkstone, north of Atwell's Avenue. Two of them get out. Maynard Street and Unit, they're fleeing as he's going after them. One of the suspects starts firing at the Johnson police officer. The Johnson police officer is returning fire. This is less than 12 hours ago. The suspects evaded capture and law enforcement's investigating to identify them. At this time, it has not been verified if the shooter was struck 
by the officer's gunfire. The officer was not hit by the gunfire, not injured. So we have two fugitives on the loose. Johnson Police Department is investigating officer-involved shooting with the Attorney General's office. That happens along with the Rhode Island State Police and Johnston Police Department. So there was a report. Um, now, you have two fugitives that are on the loose as we speak. We're going to be monitoring that situation for this afternoon. This goes beyond being considered armed and dangerous. This is, this is what the police have to deal with on, you know, what was a quiet Sunday night. Suddenly they hear of, okay, there's, there's a shooting in Providence and a be on the lookout is put out. Now, I haven't heard that it was a, a homicide in, in the city of Providence. But, and again, good afternoon to everybody on FB. Um, but, but somewhere, we don't know, the shooter could have been wounded by the police. They could have shown up somewhere. They could be hiding out. We don't know how far this Johnston police officer was. But let's be very clear what what could have happened last night. And isn't it a bit, you don't hear anything from, there's nothing. You would think um, that you would have elected officials all over the place saying this is the danger of being a police officer. This is the danger of of um, law enforcement that initiating a traffic stop and then results in this, that officer could have been killed last night. We don't know where they are. This is not someone armed and dangerous. This is someone that is not afraid to fire his weapon at a police officer. So now, again, this is all developing. I am in contact, folks, again, 1216 on this uh, Monday, November 27th. I am in contact with the Providence Police Department as we get info about we don't have the details on the shooting that started this where then North Providence put out the be on the lookout. Uh, but many times those of you that follow on the scene live stream know it could have been something as simple as um, it could have been a shots fired call, some kind of a shooting in Providence. Sometimes they shoot up a house. I haven't heard that it was a homicide, but but this is different because this also, whoever these individuals are, this is someone you certainly have to approach with caution because not only would they use a firearm, they'll use it on a police officer. Now, we don't know exactly how far the Johnston police officer, think how frightening that must have been for the police officer from Johnston, who is then going after, he did the, you know, he or she uh, did the right thing. We don't know who the officer was, but they're going after the officer, and then suddenly the suspects are firing at them. So, very frightening situation. And folks, that's, you know, one of the reasons why on this program, unlike some of the other programs, we, you know, truly support police. I I don't think that enough is done to, I I know not enough is done um, for the danger that, that police officers find themselves in. 
And and not only that, um, so Maynard and Unit, just so people know, it's um I'm just in looking at the map. Now there there is the Rhode Island Historical Cemetery is kind of over near there. But Unit in Maynard, it's it's north of as I said, it's north of Manton. If you were to come south, you'd hit Manton. But above that, um, it's actually not that far from Triggs. In the Mount Pleasant, right on the border of Mount Pleasant and Oneyville. So, and then Chalkstone goes there. You come down to get to Maynard. There's a couple of different streets that you come that you would come down. So for some reason, they were over in that area. And... Obviously, as I'm looking at the street signs, I've been to various shootings in in and around some of those areas. But remember what they say about criminals, which is they go where they know. And so suddenly you have this Johnston police officer. Now, if you go back to if you follow uh, Chalkstone or Manton, that runs right into Johnston. So the officer that was a heads up by the Johnston police officer that spotted the be on the lookout vehicle on um, on Newman. So Newman Avenue in Johnston, which it all kind of then, if you know that area, and we certainly have um, been over there for various things, it they all kind of, that's an intersection where they all, um, kind of connect, meaning Johnston, Providence, North Providence is not far from there. Newman Avenue, as I look at it, it's um, it's right off of Greenville Avenue. And then you could see where if you go down Greenville Avenue, that leads right into Manton. Manton is, is right over there. So it started there. He the, He's chasing the suspects. So they're up, you know, suddenly in and around near Triggs. And then they start coming south. So, you know, where they are right now is unknown. We're going to monitor that. But as I said, that Johnston police officer, you, you could have had, folks, in the, in the blink of an eye, could have been an officer, um, could have been in either very serious condition or even worse like that. So all of the efforts that all these groups have gone through and the media, I, I, I put the media into that. You know, the media, as I've talked about a little bit in the past, they have no problem uh, giving a platform to Black Lives Matter and, and that whole crew. But when when the member of Black Lives Matter is then suddenly siding with Hamas, the media won't ask the questions. As many of you know, that, that's one of the reasons why, because of my support for law enforcement, as the rest of the media really turned on them in the summer of, of uh, George Floyd 2020. I was watching a uh, cartoon slash video over the weekend. This guy's funny. He's um, he, his name is Kyle. He does an impression of Biden, and he calls it the BLT protesters instead of BLM, and then says, you know, they were protesting the death of Pink Floyd. 
right. <laughs> but um, but no, it's it's not your imagination. Those efforts have happened, and the anti-police segment that that is that is so prevalent that the local community does not call out. A very good example is the media gives a total free pass to elected officials in our area that without question are anti-police. They're either intimidated by them or they agree with them. Neither one is a good option, but it's not your imagination. So now think of, you know, whoever that officer, again, we don't know he or she, but whoever that officer is, they did the right thing. They absolutely did the right thing. And that quickly went like that, ramped up from Johnson and the Providence. They go to abandon the vehicle and suddenly it stops. And as they're fleeing the vehicle, one of them turns around and starts firing at the police officer. Now, what also could have happened? You could have had someone coming home late, getting hit by gunfire. You could have had someone up late. You could have had someone out walking their dog. You could have had a bullet going through, you know, a number of different things. So, I mean, this when you get into a neighborhood situation like that, and then suddenly they're exchanging gunfire with police. We haven't had anything like that in a while. That's a different type of suspect. So, so we're going to, folks, right now, 1223 on this Monday, obviously we're going to follow that story. I can assure you that right now all efforts are being made, uh, if they don't already know who it is, to locate who was involved with that shooting, who's firing at a police officer. That's a very serious crime. And we'll get, um, we'll get that. Folks, again, um, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program brought to you by AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement. Call them today, 401 323 9252 serving rhode island and southeastern mass frame to finish basements acoustical ceilings new homes addition commercial rehabs painting remodeling they do it all aj drywall plasters home improvement serving rhode island and southeastern mass they do phenomenal work so whether it's for your home or for your business you can depend on aj drywall plasters home improvement call them today free quote when you're having work done whether it's for your home or your business you need people that are dependable that are reliable and have a track record of doing perfect work. You want AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement, 401-323-9252, 401-323-9252, AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So we're going to follow that this afternoon. Who knows where that leads? But I can tell you right now that there is an active search for that individual and try to find out. I mean, that is someone, let's just say they have an idea that this individual in Johnston um, is holed up somewhere. Well, what what type of precaution do you think they're going to end up with that? Uh, they're going to be very, very cautious with that, as you can imagine. So we are going to be standing by this afternoon on the scene live stream. Many of you know nothing better than an armed standoff. This sounds like a dangerous one. 
This sounds like someone who's not going to surrender quietly. This sounds like someone who has access to fire weapons and not afraid to use it. Now, I also want to make mention of the suspect is being held in the shooting of the Brown University student and two others in Vermont. So this happened in Burlington, Vermont. You know, I, I don't. I don't know the end of what's involved with this, but police have arrested the suspect. One of the students, they were gathering near the University of Vermont campus Saturday evening. They're dressed up in their Palestinian garb. They're speaking Arabic. And one of them, who's a Brown University student, was shot. So three of them were shot. They arrested Jason Eaton, conducting a search of the shooting area in Burlington, Vermont. Collected evidence in his apartment, in a building in front of the shooting location, pled not guilty, held without bail. So, you know, again, he's white. I don't know what the drill with this is, this idiot. I don't know why, like, whatever, buddy. Why are you shooting these guys? This is now, they, they're going to go, the protesters go ballistic. You have Mark, you watch, now they're going to start attacking Mark Patinkin. Mark Patinkin writes, writes a great piece about, you know, how the anti-Semitism at Brown and it's it's wiped out, completely wiped out by the fact that now some Yahoo, for whatever stupid reason, what, shoots three young guys because what, they're speaking in Arabic? You know, I, I, I understand, I, like many of you, I, I loathe the left, but I, I really loathe when individuals on normally well-intentioned individuals makes like what what is the deal with that i don't know who that guy is i don't know what was supposed to be accomplished we don't know what the motivation was well i don't know how much we're going to learn over the next couple of days if he knew one of them if he had had a confrontation with one of them what the drill was but as you can imagine the media now starts to go crazy with stories about um, good police work, by the way, shooting of three men of Palestinian descent in Vermont in the arresting of the suspect. Because now it becomes, well, you know, see, because you were criticizing the protesters, now this guy, now we don't know anything about this guy. How deep do you think the, the, the media is going to go on this guy, this individual, this nutcase that shoots three unarmed individuals? Because what, they're in Palestinian, I, I, I don't. Uh, let, let me guess. They're going to try to figure out if he's a Trump supporter or what his drill is. I, I can't stand stories like that. And now, um, and I believe tonight, I, I'm not going to cover it, but Brown University is having, they're going to be having uh, some kind of a vigil, which I understand. It's a student at the college. He's up north. I think they were visiting his, I think they were visiting his grandmother. And they're, they're, they're from, I think the I'm not sure. I think the West Bank, maybe Gaza. I'm not sure. And they, they go into school in America. So, but a Palestinian-American brown student, all, all you just did was now just give them more ammunition and then try to, I, I don't, he, um, he's a Palestinian-Irish-American, I'm reading. He and his two friends have been targeted because of their Abis, uh, Arab ancestry and identity. His two other friends were also shot. I, I, I don't understand. I'm not going to try to understand, by the way. This is one of those things that there's no motive. Unless this guy, 
the shooter comes out with something to say that that somehow there was an escalation. I think one of them, I think one of them uh, lives up there, but maybe not. It could have just been some nutcase. So despite some of the actions of the protesters, that's the part that will just take over. Now, I want to talk about the North Kingstown situation because we are waiting on the identity of that 53-year-old female. So that's interesting. And those of you that have followed the program. Now, first of all, I don't know. Police have not released an identity. If someone knows the identity, it's still unclear whether or not it was a suspicious death or if it was some kind of drug overdose. or So far, that is still unknown. It's an unknown. Many times... When police are called into this type of situation, and it's a motel, many times, not all the time, but many times more often than not, it's a potential overdose. Now, I think, you know, they haven't said that. Apparently, the room was a wreck. So it could have been that or it could have been foul play. It's still suspicious. So I'm not going to jump to conclusions. However... It certainly has those that follow the program that have followed the Charlotte Lester case. Now, obviously not Charlotte, but someone who kind of came into play, so to speak, in that case, who I think had family in North Kingstown. The answer is I don't know. We're going to wait to find out identity of the individual and then also wait to find out what do police come back with. And that could, I want to caution people, it it can take a while because they may need to, you know, this could be they're waiting on autopsy from the medical examiner. I mean, it's still a lot of unknown. I've asked people to post some of their theories on it. I'm, I'm reluctant to do that until we have a better handle on exactly what seemingly, you know, took place. So that's where that lies. But I am aware of it. Um, that was one of those things. I mean, my the initial information I got on it was it was an overdose. And whenever that it's it's that, I'm reluctant to um, we're reluctant to do a live stream on an accidental overdose. Uh, once I found out that it was potentially foul play involved, that's a different dynamic. It was Saturday night. If at any time we had thought (coughs) that it might have been foul play, we would have been on the same live stream. But the initial information that was provided to me was they thought that it was um, some kind of an either a self-harm or an overdose. Folks, this portion of the program on this Monday... And it's brought to you by JMB Plumbing. Now, do you need a plumber? If you need a plumber, you need someone, number one, reliable. Number two, trustworthy. Number three, someone you can trust. JMB Plumbing. Plumbing services, skilled professionals. Can they repair damaged water pipes? Yes. Can they repair clogged pipelines? Yes. Can they replace water heaters? Yes, yes. JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743-9153. 401-743-9153. 743-9153. JMB Plumbing. Specialize in all plumbing, heating, drain cleaning, problem solving, 
emergency service, J&B Plumbing. Call them today, 401-743-9153. Well, folks, good good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. As I mentioned, we're going to monitor this situation regarding uh, uh, I'm very curious to see what ends up happening with the Johnston police involved officer involved shooting simply because they will spare no effort to try to locate who that was. So I'm just those that are very interested. By the way, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm very thankful for all of our subscribers that support our efforts on Facebook uh, it's obviously not easy. It's unending. It's very demanding. And um, and sometimes, you know, during the nature of it, um, you, just like the police, you can't be everywhere. Police will always tell you that. We can't be everywhere. So, um, But there are people that reach out. I see a bunch of police that are gathered here. It's early in the morning. They were on site for a while. Um, you know, there's no perfect way to do it. There's no perfect way to uh, to do it. So, but the the big um, that brown coach, um, the excuse me, the brown student shot. That's uh, you know that that's a big story when you you have that. There's no reason for it. I I fully get that the end of of last week that things certainly went into overdrive with the car that exploded right at the you know the Canadian border. Now it turned out to be something apparently they've had problems with that vehicle. There's problems with the accelerator locking. I mean, but who knew at the time? The information that was was coming out was was very, very concerning. But I am seeing Vermont man arraigned on attempted second degree murder charges, shooting a three men Palestinian descent in Burlington, Vermont. This is going to give uh, the media, I mean, this is now, and it is Cyber Monday. Um, it is, in fact, an opportunity for the media to then just start to go after uh, various individuals and try to, you know, act like that they are, certain people are inflaming. I'll also say this. I'm seeing a headline. Israel and Hamas agree to extend truce for two more days. I believe that that the Biden administration and American officials, folks, I I think they're very anxious to try to put this, like, can we slow down? And Biden and the United States certainly want this to come to an end. I also believe as we are on this Monday, November 27th, I, I think people are getting a little um, uh, just it's been overload on on the Middle East. And it is I mean, the dynamic is going to shift because now it's going to move into um, in the new year. It's going to shift into immediately the Iowa caucus and then uh, the presidential race, although, you know, it doesn't look like much of a race right now. But I, I just sense there's, there's fatigue. There's definitely fatigue with, with the story. And as I had mentioned earlier, I, I thought Mark Patinkin did, did a good piece 
Um, I'm watching now how he's going to be attacked. <laughs> I mean, he finally, the journal finally comes out with his column after talking to these students. Brown has an anti-Semitism problem. And now they're all going to start to attack him saying, oh, yeah, because of your piece. You know, that guy shot those three guys. No, no, it's, 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 it's not a matter of that. Um, no, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. But I, I think there's definitely a fatigue setting in and people are saying okay so there's some problems in the middle east why don't we just go back to letting them fight amongst themselves and we can start to um you know just get back to our own type of issues that are not involved with hamas and the palestinians and all the problems with israel by the way it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that the their problem is going to go away. I just sense there's going to start to be fatigue. Uh, it was it was like on Friday, you know, a bunch of them. What do they do? They went and they blocked traffic in front of Providence Place Mall. So I'm looking at that and I'm weighing what what am I if if I go down there? I feel the media is just giving them a bigger platform. The media is just giving them a bigger microphone. Shut it down for Palestine. We're not leaving. Until Israel leaves Gaza. Well, then they did leave and Israel hasn't left. So part of the I'm just sharing with you part of the the challenge with um, with the protesters is part of me. I, I don't like giving them a platform. I don't. And they're obnoxious and I can't. But I, I can't stand the narrative that the rest of the media gives them, which is these are just a group of well-intentioned individuals that just want peace and blah, blah, blah. And I I don't believe that. And that's why I, it was refreshing to see Mark Patinkin, longtime colonist of the Providence Journal, where he finally put it in writing things that I have been reporting, where they refer to October 7th as, quote, the resistance. And, you know, for our martyrs, that's all code. It's all code. The Hamas people are not are not martyrs. But I also want to get back to, but that's the first time anyone in local media other than myself has actually put that, put that in writing with some of the things that are being said. Because prior to this, it was um, the resistance lives, celebration of Hamas and and um, Prior to this, it was all glory to our martyrs. That you're glorifying terrorism. But I give Mark Patinkin and, and also the journal gave him that that's not just a short column. That's a long column. And I def, I, uh, I I don't believe I've seen anyone locally take it on. One of the things that I know that that crowd was so upset with was in some of the journal artwork for his piece, they were using some of the protests. So then they get, you know, the students get all upset. And But it, it's undeniable, folks, and I want to be very clear about this. At 1241, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, on October 21st, in the pouring rain, when I covered that first protest, 
those of you that have seen it, if you haven't seen it, it is on YouTube. It's on DePetro.com. It's obviously on the Facebook page. But I immediately said, oh, wow, this is, okay, so this is the BLM crowd. This is the Antifa crowd. I recognize them. I, you know, I'm not proud of that, but I recognize many of the individuals. Like, here we go again. This is the same crowd that was out here protesting the summer of 2020. They go from that movement, anti-police to hate America, to now anti-Israel hate America. They all go hand in hand. And therefore, I also want to mention, with that said, I, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be surprised that the same way that local media treated the BLM and Tifa, you know, Black Lives Matter crowd of 2020 with kid gloves only would put things positive, only um, display positive and give them positive coverage is what I meant. That, I, I, that therefore, I shouldn't be surprised that then they turn around and do the same thing um, regarding the uh, Palestinian blah, 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 those, that whole crowd. So because the, if anything, they're consistent. So the, it's consistent in the type of coverage that they provide. And I'm not... I'm not convinced as much that its agenda is more of, I think a lot of it's intimidation. I think a lot of it is local news who doesn't want to get into a back and forth with some of these groups. And as a result of that, let's just give them positive coverage. You know, I noticed that summer 2020, they wouldn't identify, they would interview some of the protesters, local television. They do, you know, here's so-and-so, she's a student activist. They wouldn't mention she had been arrested for bringing a knife to school. Wouldn't have mentioned, you know, even if it was a female that had brought weapons to school and so forth. Because they were so terrified of having the BLM protesters outside of, you know, fill in the blank, the Channel 10 studio, the Channel 12 studio. So it becomes, well, let, let's just, let's just, whatever, do a positive story on it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, two locations, walk-in Urgent Care Center, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's, AtMed urgent care. When you need urgent care and you don't want to wait, the emergency rooms many times can be packed. It can be a long wait. You're not going to find that at at Med Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson in the Atwood Medical Center and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. Folks, when you have an emergency and need urgent care at Med Urgent Care. Pop in and see them, two great locations. And again, I've been to both. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is uh, 1245 on this Monday. So again, I, I understand locally you're going to see a lot of coverage about that Brown University student who was up in Vermont and three of them were shot. They did get the guy in custody. We'll learn more details on exactly what happened with that. It's it certainly, you know, a lot of times you hear of the term hate crime and it gets thrown around a lot. But the fact of the matter is, 
um, without knowing all the details um, regarding it, that what you had, you had in, in Providence about two weeks ago, you had... Um, you had a man shot outside of a mosque and all these people leapt on to potentially was a hate crime. That one seems less. That one to me seemed less likely, I should say, simply because that, that person, it's my understanding that person is still on the loose, has not been caught. But what, what, what seemed odd about the outside the mosque shooting was that individual, the shooter, waited from what we understand for 30 minutes for this one individual to arrive and then went right after that individual. This guy in Burlington, Vermont, um, the alleged gunman's mother revealed he's previously struggled with um, depression. Jason Eaton, taken into custody, identified as a suspect, pled not guilty, three counts of attempted murder in the second degree. He lives in an apartment building near where the triple shooting happened, had been in such a good mood during Thanksgiving uh, with his family, his mother said. He has a lot of struggles in life. <laughs> I'm shocked by the whole thing. So you have a student at Brown University, Trinity. My point is, this does sound like a hate crime. And I don't, I don't throw that word around lightly, but this sounds that all right, let me read some of this. We were during the holiday. He made no mention of the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas. The woman said her son's a very religious person, often reads the Bible. He's very spiritual. His mother said she left him with a Christmas tree to decorate, assumed he spent the weekend preparing for the upcoming holiday. She said she only learned of the shooting early this morning when her daughter came over and woke her up. I don't understand. Uh, police detained him Sunday afternoon after a search on his property provided probable cause. During the search, they found a firearm and ammunition. A Ruger 380 pistol, loaded magazine, five rounds. Ammunition for 380 was also found in the same drawer. Why does this guy, why does he have access to a weapon? Now, Vermont, has, <coughs> excuse me. Vermont, Vermont has very lax gun laws, much like Maine, as a matter of fact. Very, but if the mother's saying he's had a lot of struggles in his life, I still come back to why does this, why does this guy have access to a weapon? But that is something, if this guy is out and he suddenly sees three guys in the Palestinian garb, and they're dressed that way and they're speaking Arabic. Just wonder if he suddenly is going to, um, and, and he's not in the right frame of mind anyway, that if he somehow panicked. But it, it certainly doesn't sound that, that but, but I come back to, you know, this is another example of why why does this guy have access to a weapon? And if the family is saying he has really struggled with his mental health, okay, then but one but why why does he still have the handgun? He it sounds like he just saw them and then shot them because of they were 
dressed up the way they were and then speaking in Arabic. It seems that way. So I think we'll we'll learn more. Um, I know we'll, I believe we'll find more, but, but I, it, it comes back to that. This is another nut and who shouldn't have access to a weapon. Um, oh, they're definitely, I mean, it sounds like he's going to go to jail for a very, very long time. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, by the way. Um, his, the, the kid that went to Brown, he was in a safe place shot in Burlington on a street where the mother said he basically grew up on. So very familiar with it. 48-year-old Vermont man charged three counts of a second, second murder, but they were on their way to dinner. I'm reading um, how long before we hear stories, what a good man he was, he fell into a violent episode. Police link gun in Vermont suspect's apartment to casings found. I mean, this sounds like a very open and shut case. Three college students are walking to dinner, and suddenly this nutcase um, fires. He didn't kill them, but second-degree murder, hell without bail. It, um, that's interesting that one of them apparently sounds like grew up right in that area. But I, they are three, originally three, I think they're from, I read either the West Bank or Gaza. Oh, Ramallah, which is in the West Bank. I tried to go to Ramallah when I was there. It was not safe. It was not safe. It was also, <clears throat> it's like going back in time. I attempted to go to Ramallah when I was in Israel. We, we abandoned ship. I had an Arab driver, uh, cab driver and everything. Um, his grandmother lives up there. A street he basically grew up on. Father didn't want the Brown, his father didn't want the Brown University Junior coming home to Middle East for the Christmas holidays. Thought it'd be safer to stay with his mother's family in Burlington, Vermont. <clears throat> so instead of going home to the West Bank, you know, you'll be safer in Vermont. <laughs> you would think that. Normally, you would think that. The Brown undergrad and his two longtime friends have known each other since their days at the Ramallah Friends School in the occupied West Bank. They had just finished bowling when they went out for a stroll on a residential street near the University of Vermont in the UVM Medical Center. Shot by a man, didn't utter a word to them. Victim well-known, liked in the neighborhood, doors unlocked, summer block parties. I mean, it. Uh, he told his mother he saw the shooter, white man wearing a black hoodie, approaching. The group stepped aside to let him walk past, pulled out a handgun and shot at them without saying anything, and he left. Hishtam fell to the ground, didn't realize he had been shot. He didn't feel any pain. He didn't know what was going on, but he called the police. He was afraid the man would come back. Uh, mother and brothers saw the first responders speed past their home without knowing where they were headed. All three victims have survived their wounds. Two were listed in stable condition. A third sustained much more serious injuries. It's a miracle they're all alive. He shot them at point blank range. So, I mean, that that's a um, interesting dynamic that the, the kid's parents feel, uh, you better not go back to the Middle East for Thanksgiving. You'd be much safer in Burlington, Vermont. 
And then um, they're coming back from bowling. Seems like a harmless activity. And then they're going to just go to dinner. And then this nutcase comes out of nowhere. doesn't say anything. And then just shoots the three of them. All right. Now, right now, at 12.53 on this Monday, folks, Monday, November 27th, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program, remember, whether it's for your own home or your business, you need insurance. Navigating the world of insurance can be tricky, daunting, whether it's auto insurance or home insurance, renters, business insurance, flood Recreational Umbrella Shoppa Insurance Agency serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You can call Stephen Shoppa at Shoppa Insurance Agency. Instead of some of these companies you see online where it's all going to be done over the phone, why not sit down in the office of a trusted professional? Free consultation. Let, let, let's see what he maps out for you. Shoppa Insurance Agency, neighbor, partner, friend. Call 401 900 4678, located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shoppa Insurance Agency, 401-900-INSU, Shopper Insurance Agency, neighbor, partner, friend, one-stop insurance solution. Take advantage of a free consultation. You get to sit down with a true professional, with Stephen Shoppa of Shopper Insurance Agency, and let map out. Let's see what he advises you for your home, for your family, or business. Shoppa Insurance Agency, 401-900-INSU-4678. Shoppa Insurance Agency, right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, right off of Route 10, easy to get to. Shoppa Insurance Agency. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, coming up next hour, the radio You'll hear Politics This Week with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. We're going to talk about Gabe Amo, his uh, first controversial vote that, for whatever reason, is not being covered by local media. We'll also talk about the Mark Patinkin piece and then some other stories that are in the news. And also, folks, it's not your imagination. Notice all the talk right now, it's all about school construction. And it's all about DOT work. And it's all about state-related building projects. You don't really hear a lot. Actually, you don't hear it at all about private enterprise building anything. I've been talking about that. There is, um, I've talked about this in the past. And we'll talk about it with Justin Katz of um, AnchorRising.com next hour. But basically... Rhode Island has a closed sign uh, on its doorstep. There's a huge sign, closed for private business. And it hangs right at the border to Massachusetts. And it hangs in the north. And it hangs the border at the south, um, right there, Westerling, Connecticut, where the state really has become, um, unfortunately, the state has become a situation where They're not interested in having um, any type of private development come in. It's all going to be school bonds. It's all going to be things of that nature. 
You're just, you're not going to see anything like that because of the conditions that are in place. And um, as a result of that, you, you just don't hear about any real private construction taking place. Everything you hear about is taxpayer funded. Everything you hear about is um, is taxpayer somehow involved. All of the building, all of the construction. When you, by the way, when you go to other seats, maybe you had some family that went, you know, Flor- anyone that travels, you go to Florida and you see cranes in the sky all over the place. Um, I had a friend of mine who was just in Texas and said he couldn't get over the building. You talk to anyone that goes to, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, the amount of building that's going on is just remarkable, really in Florida. I had a friend of mine not long ago in Florida that could count, like literally count 15 cranes in the sky, all private industry money, none of it paid for by taxpayers. And, and then you look you know, in the Northeast. Now, Boston has some building going on. I remember being on the radio in Boston and a friend of mine, a guy that I knew, uh, was showing me. He's like, we're going to build a hotel here. And he's showing me, you know, the plans. And we went and at the site and you have to wear a construction helmet. And I said, you know, when is this going to be done? Like, there's nothing. Be-. And he said, oh, it'll be, we're going to be open in six months. I'm like, open? That's going to take two. No, it's it's not like that. That is more of a Rhode Island thing. All right, here's what we're going to do. We will be monitoring the situation with the the officer-involved shooting in Johnson, fugitive on the loose. So I anticipate, well, we're definitely going to do Facebook Live later. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. They do have an arrest of the shooting suspect in Vermont. Next hour, politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Comes your way. Back on the other side, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, after WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. W-N-R-I.